Want the same expert advice you get from the pros in the store while shopping online at DiscountTire.com? Meet Treadwell, your personal online tire guide that matches you with the perfect tire for your vehicle. Get your best match in one minute or less with Treadwell by Discount Tire. Spring deals at Ross will have you saying, it's a yes for me. Say yes to trending looks like tube tops, dad shorts, and mini skirts for less than online, or vintage tees and beach shorts for a weekend getaway. With all the styles to choose from, there's a yes around every corner. Because saving money and looking good is what you do. It's a yes for you and your bank account. Hit up Ross for your certified yes for me moment. I think that when we feel stuck, I don't actually think that we're stuck. We've just either forgotten or we're too afraid to move forward. And we've forgotten how to move forward because of this just constant mind loop that we have going on in our mind, or there's outside circumstances that we feel like are preventing us from moving forward. You're listening to She with Jordan Lee Dooley, a personal development podcast for the everyday woman. Come invited, leave ignited. Here's your host, Jordan Lee Dooley. Hey friend, welcome to She. Hi. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited to be talking to you right now. Me too. Also, just for like everyone's uh, discretion, I don't know if discretion is the right word for everyone. Disclaimer, that's the word. Disclaimer, uh, we are on the struggle bus today. And so if we are joking and laughing around <laughs> a little bit, that's because we're both a little bit of a hot mess express today, but that is real life. And so I'm glad to have a good friend here with me in the process of recording from our spare bedroom that is currently upside down. So anyways, Ashley, I'm so excited to have you. And just can't wait to talk about all the things we're going to dig into. But before we get into really the meat of this episode and some of the um, questions that I want to ask and just discuss with you, and I feel like we get to take some of the conversations we've had behind the scenes and some of the com- like concepts we've talked about, as well as all of the wisdom that you have to share. I get to share it, you know, publicly in a way that I think will be very encouraging to so many people. But before we get into that, can you just share a little bit of your background? You know, I know you started the Shine Project and the mission there. What led you to start that? How did you get your start with that? And I feel like in some ways we have kind of a cool, we both had a small start in like the product space. So I kind of connect there, but I would love to hear the backstory of that as well as how it led to what you're doing now. Yeah. So when I was in college, I was newly married and I know that you can relate to this Mm -hmm. as well. I I really was just trying to figure out what it was that I was going to do with the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. Ever since I was a little girl, my dream has always been to write and to write books. And so during that time in my life, I was like, how can I create a community of women that we can come and inspire each other and encourage each other and cheer each other on as we're going through hard things in life or as we're reaching dreams or as we're just trying these new goals out. And so I decided that I was going to create the Shine Project, which started as a little blog online on blogspot.com. Oh, yeah, I remember blogspot. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) the good old days. (laughs) The vlogger blogspot days. And I really, I just started writing and I started writing tips and tools to help women shine in their lives, even when it was hard. And from there, um, that grew. And so then I started employing first generation college students to hand make jewelry, um, to help them pay their way through college and have the support of the 
women who were reading my blog. And that led to a very large product-based business. But at the core of it was us creating events and resources to help women, to empower women, to help them move from fear to freedom and help them get unstuck in the parts of their lives where they felt stuck and lonely and like they didn't know how to move forward in. So I started that how it's been probably nine years ago now. And now, you know, it's it's really, it's so fun having this conversation because thinking about how it started on blogger.com, like no resources, hoping my mom and her friends would read what I was writing. Yeah. So now releasing my second book and having a large online community of women and being able to keep connecting with women every single week so that we all feel less alone. Mm-hmm. It just, it's just fun to think about how far that journey um, has come. Yeah, it's so cool. And it's such a rewarding feeling too, you know, to think like, wow, a small start can really lead to something so amazing when you just say yes, where you're at. Because I mean, I don't know about you, but in my own experience, I remember in my very small start, also ironically in the product space, I never anticipated like, you know, it was writing words and product space. And I never anticipated that that would actually lead to becoming an author. Like I always thought that'd be a cool thing. I always hoped that that might be something I do in my future, but never really saw the connection of how that kind of small start could lead to everything that it has, you know, and so it's just such a neat, I don't know, and kind of good reminder for so many of us, whenever there's a new season in our life or a new next thing that we feel like we want to try or do or try to impact others with, it's just amazing when you actually listen to other people's stories to be reminded of like, wow, this may feel really small and even kind of random right now, but it has potential to become something so much bigger than I could even ask or imagine if I just take this first right little step. Yes. And I think sometimes we scare ourselves away from starting something because Mm -hmm. we might get a little bit embarrassed that it's too small, at least for me. I mean, people (laughs) looking back and I can laugh about it now, but we had friends and people we knew that would make fun of me for what Mm -hmm. I was doing. Mm -hmm. And I'm just so happy that I didn't listen because there was such a bigger purpose to Mm -hmm. all of it. Yeah. Uh-huh. I relate. <laughs> I totally get it. Yeah. Well, okay. Thank you for sharing that background because that does give a lot of context too. But now, you know, flash flash forward, you know, you talked a little bit about um or flash forward, fast forward. Wow, words are hard today. Um, I told you guys we were a hot mess, but um, you know, you talked a little bit about just not feeling so alone in our in our experiences and in our struggles and things that we're walking through. And I know that you've also struggled a little bit on your journey with motherhood. I want to, I don't even want to say to motherhood, but with motherhood and you've experienced loss in multiple different ways. Can you touch a little bit on that side of your personal story? We touched on the professional side, but I'd love if you could share a little bit of this um, with our community. Yeah. This part of my life is the part that you wish just didn't exist or that you didn't have to share, but in sharing and in having these experiences, I've gotten to be a mother, even even though it didn't turn out how we wanted. Mm-hmm. And I've also been able to connect with a lot of women who have gone through a lot of loss. And there's there is this beautiful community in that. Um, my husband and I, during the early days of the Shine Project, actually, and and we've been married for a couple of years. We're getting my business off the ground, just just young business professionals um, with no, with no current desire at that time to grow our family at all. Like we were, we were just, we were young Mm -hmm. and um, 
the long story short is that very quickly overnight, we became parents. Uh, we became permanent guardians to a four and a six-year-old. And literally overnight, everything changed for us in the best ways possible. We operated as a family unit for the next four years. Every part of our lives was dedicated to raising our kids. Um, we we moved so that we could be in a better school district and closer to family. Our family vacation time was like everything was just everything that we built on our lives was to build and support our family and our kids. Mm -hmm. Um, and they brought me to life in a way that I never knew was possible. Mm -hmm. And the love that they brought into our home is something that I'm eternally grateful for. And it's something that I miss every single day because, uh, very unexpectedly as we're going through the final steps of the adoption process, um, (laughs) We experienced an unexpected contested adoption that led us to fight in court for two years. And um, we ended up ultimately losing the kids. And that was for over four years ago. And we haven't seen them since. And so we went from being parents to not only not being parents overnight, but having our kids out in the world, not knowing where they're at or if they're okay or... there's no communication there and that it destroyed us. It destroyed us for years. It, it made me question everything about life and God and our purpose and things that I thought I knew. And I didn't want to participate in living anymore because it was too hard. It was too hard for me to even get out of bed in the morning. And so during that process of decide, like truly, this isn't something I talk about a lot or ever. There were many times where I had to make a really conscious choice to wake up in the morning and keep staying alive. Mm. And there are many times I didn't want that anymore because of how deep the pain was. And so as we were trying to figure out what life would look like moving forward, it took us several years to feel like we were ready to continue to grow our family again. The trauma of what we went through really impacted what we believed or thought we could handle mm-hmm. um, moving forward. And we never also wanted to bring another child into that situation when we were just trying to survive. Right. So a year and a half ago, we decided it was time to come back home to Phoenix um, because we had moved to Nashville also to just try to figure things out again. Come, We wanted to come back home set up roots again and decided it was time to grow our family again. And we this time decided that we were going to do it biologically. And we got pregnant really quickly. We were so excited. And then 16 weeks into my pregnancy, I went septic. And I went septic literally within hours. I was totally fine. And then just a few hours later, I was being rushed to the hospital and the ambulance just screaming in pain. And this was also when COVID had shut everything down last year. So it was the first day that you couldn't have a guest with you in the emergency room in the hospital. So they took me away from my husband. And at first our baby was fine, but then I got so sick that it reached a point where I told the doctor, I said, there's no way that 
my baby just survived what just happened to me um, because there was this moment where I was on oxygen and, and my whole body went numb. Like I kept asking if I was going to die or if I was having a stroke. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I said, I need you to check the baby again. I need you to check the baby again. And, and so that night they checked and we learned that our baby didn't make it through that. And the next morning I delivered our baby boy by myself alone in the mm-hmm. hospital and and that was another just really soul and life crushing loss that we're still trying to make sense of and keep moving forward in our lives from. I remember some of our conversations about that and just, I mean, and for those who have maybe never experienced loss around children in any way, whether it's pregnancy loss or the loss of a child, there's a level of trauma that is so hard to wrap your mind around unless you've been in those shoes. But yeah, I mean, to watch the way that you have moved forward has been such an encouragement to so many people and myself included, because it is truly, it is something that just rips you apart. I mean, it is, it is such a vulnerable kind of loss too. You know, it's such a part of you. And I know that that is such a confusing path to walk down and you com- you combine the experiences that you've had when it comes to parenthood and in so many ways, there's so much beauty that's come out of it. And I know that you've shared that a lot, but there's, that doesn't make, the beauty doesn't make the bad any less bad and the confusing any less confusing. And I know there's so many women who find themselves in a place where they feel like they just keep hitting brick wall after brick wall, like in spite of their best efforts, in spite of, you know, the answers we may find, it can feel like, why is it seemingly so, why is it seeming like it's just so difficult for me, you know, and and why is it feeling that way? And I, I'm curious if you've ever asked that question, like, why is this happening? I, I don't know if there's a person on this earth who wouldn't ask that question, but I know it's not easy. And I know it's something that I have wrestled with in my own story. And so I'm curious what your journey through that question of like kind of coming to a place where have you ever found yourself coming to a place where you've almost accepted like, I don't know why, at least not entirely in part, at least on this side of heaven, but like, I'm accepting that in my moving forward journey. Like, what does that part look like for you? Yes. Oh man, this is such a good question. It's something I feel like I could talk about forever because it's normal to ask the question, why? I've asked that question so many times. And still, even when I feel like I am moving forward, there are moments where I am very triggered or the lust again, just creeps in and it feels too much. And I'm like, why is this happening? Why are my children not with me? Why? Mm -hmm. And um, I've had to really come to terms with, sometimes there aren't answers to that question and we really want for them to be. And it's okay that there's not. And so as I started trying to move forward in my life, and that's also something I, I want to make clear, because when you find yourself in this stage of life where you're grieving, I think a lot of times people are like, well, you need to move on. Or how do you move on? And, and something that I've learned is you don't need to move on. You can't move on from eternal love. You can't, you're not supposed to move on on from these experiences that change you but what you can do is move forward you can move forward with them carrying them in a way that can propel you and support you instead of making you feel like you're buried all the time Mm -hmm. and so I started really trying to reframe my thoughts because the question of why is this happening 
wasn't getting me anywhere. It was only causing more pain. And so I started reframing my thoughts by asking different questions. So instead of why, I started asking what. And specifically, I started asking, what is my pain trying to teach me? Or what can I learn from my pain? And so as I started asking different questions, then I was able to start getting different answers that felt more supportive instead of like this never-ending loop of hell that never gave me anything positive. Um, And then when I started asking why and specifically, or or what, and specifically what pain wanted to teach me, it also made the feelings of pain feel less scary because it gave me permission to stop running away from the pain that I was feeling and instead invite it in so that I could learn from it Mm -hmm. instead of being so afraid of feeling it anymore. Yeah. So that was my turning point. Yeah, that's good. I know in your book, you say that healing isn't about going back to a time before pain. And I, and I love that you say that because I, I do think there's, I mean, I will be honest, there's times in my life where, for example, my mom sent me a picture a couple weeks ago from our wedding day. And I texted her back like, oh, I wish I could go back to then when life was easy. Like I literally said that. Yeah. But sometimes you do desire that, right? And so I just, I love that quote where you just said, healing isn't about going back to a time before pain. It's about finding the freedom and the courage to move forward with it, which is what I feel like you just kind of expressed. And I think that's just such a powerful way to look at it because it is such a mindset shift in so many ways. And um, yeah, I just love that. And I'm thankful that you shared that when you when it comes to reframing the questions that we're asking. Another question I want to ask you too, and it's a little bit more specific to the motherhood, parenthood journey. But when it comes to fertility, when it comes to adoption, when it comes to motherhood as a whole, everyone has an opinion on it. And that's what I've really learned in my <laughs> process. Like, And it's such a confusing thing. I mean, there's been times where people will be like, well, you're not really a mom yet. And then I have people who are like, you're a mom because you've been pregnant. Like, It's such a confusing, like, there's so many different opinions on the whole thing. And I, I'm curious, how do you handle people who disagree with your family building choices or the way you've gone about things? It's so funny because, well, and funny is such a flippant word, but so I hate using it, but it actually is funny. There's like this kind of dark irony <laughs> behind it because when we had our first two and we were permanent guardians, I cannot tell you, even in front of the kids, the amount of times I would be asked when we were going to have children of our own. When we were going to have our own kids, get pregnant, why we didn't have them yet. And I just feel like, what is, why are you asking this question? So now though, now that we uh, no longer have those two children and now that we have tried to grow our family again biologically and lost that baby and now we're, are going through fertility support to try to give my body the support it needs now. Now the question is, well, why don't you just adopt? Ah, Why why are you doing all of this when you could just adopt? So on both ends of the spectrum for us, we've experienced both and we've experienced the really, (laughs) the really critical opinions of people. And so what I've had to, to really do And it's hard because you really have to learn how to cut out the noise Mm -hmm. and go into your intuition and and then ask the question, what do I want and what does God want for our family? Mm -hmm. And outside of those things, nothing else can matter. It just can't. And so we've really learned that as we're staying true to what we know is right for our family, that nobody else's 
opinions on the people that come into our family and how we choose to bring them in, it doesn't matter because it doesn't have anything to do with them. Yeah. It's hard, obviously, and people say hurtful things, mm-hmm. but they also, there's many people who just don't understand. And so I often, I often, I have this thing in my head that I say when I, when I hear anything that is just hard, it's peace be with you as you go on your way. And I think, you know, how sad for you that your life experiences have made you this judgmental about what I'm choosing to do in my life. And that's helped me a lot. Yeah. I think that's a really good way to look at it. I have been told um, bless and release, which is a lot like what you're saying. Mm -hmm. As you go in your way, like, hey, I don't wish any harm on you. I'm not here to hurt you or retaliate or tell you all the reasons why what you just said is wrong. But I have to release it and just kind of let myself move forward from that. And there is a level of like permission that comes with allowing yourself to do that. Because I, I think in my own experience, there's been times where I've caught myself trying to explain to someone why what they just said is like so inappropriate. (laughs) And at times I think that there's, you know, I'm sure I think there are times where that is necessary, right? In a close relationship with a family member, there are occasionally times where if they're open to it, it can be helpful and educational so that they don't go on and do that to others. But 90% of the time, if not more, a lot of times it just becomes like, I have to stand in what I know to be right for my family and how God's mm-hmm. leading our family. And I need to bless and release that. And it's a lot easier said than done, but it becomes something that you really have to discipline yourself to do. So if you're listening right now and you find yourself feeling judged or like you're getting a lot of unwarranted opinions as to when you should start a family, how you should start a family, how you should change your family, how you should go about it, or just do this as if it's easy and you can just go pick something up off the Walmart shelf. You know, like that that whole thing that can be so confusing. I think that mindset of peace be with you as you go on your way, like allowing that to be a healthy boundary is a game changer when it can feel like a very vulnerable part of your life is being picked apart by others. So I love that. Thank you for sharing that. Want the same expert advice you get from the pros in the store while shopping online at DiscountTire.com? Meet Treadwell, your personal online tire guide that matches you with the perfect tire for your vehicle. Get your best match in one minute or less with Treadwell by Discount Tire. With two little kids, I do most of my shopping online now, but it can be so hard to shop for things like clothes online because I never know if I'm getting good quality until it arrives. The game changer? Upgrading to high quality, affordable pieces from Quince. Now I have luxury essentials that transition from one occasion to the next, and I stayed on budget. Quince has so many options to choose from, like 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters for $50, organic cotton sweaters, washable silk tops, and timeless 14 karat gold jewelry. The best part? All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. One of my favorite items from Quince is the silk pajamas I got. They are so high quality, a luxury pajamas, but not at a luxury price tag. And I just feel like they don't even compare to some of the other pajamas that I have bought online or that I've bought um, just at various different stores. I'm like, these are incredible. (laughs) Indulge in affordable luxury by going to quince.com slash she for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash she to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash she. You can make money the hard way becoming a bullfighter or save money the easy way with Xfinity Mobile. It sure beats making money as a human cannonball. 
Now through March 21st, learn how existing Xfinity customers can get a free line of unlimited intro for a year when they buy one unlimited line. That's hundreds of dollars in savings on your wireless bill. Visit XfinityMobile.com today. Restrictions apply. Xfinity Mobile requires Xfinity Internet. Reduce speeds after 20 gigabytes of usage per line. Data thresholds may vary. Thrive Market is a go-to for all your grocery and household essentials, and the convenience of getting everything online then quickly shipped to your doorstep is a huge time saver. Thrive Market carries brands with the highest quality ingredients and sourcing methods. They restrict hundreds of ingredients across their food and cleaning categories, and you can use their on-site filters to suit your lifestyle needs. Whether you're looking for organic kid snacks, low-sugar alternatives, or gluten-free pantry essentials, you can curate your own shopping experience with just a few clicks. And when you shop Thrive Market, you are also helping a family in need with their one for one membership matching program. You join and they give. I use Thrive Market every single month. I get our dish detergent, dish soap, and various other just basic household essentials that are low-tox and non-tox ingredients. And it is the easiest way to get all of my favorite clean items sent right to my door at an affordable price, I should add. Join in on the savings with Thrive Market today and get 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. Go to thrivemarket.com slash she for 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash she. Thrivemarket.com slash she. Another thing I want to talk about too is that I know, you know, some of the most painful moments of our life can shape us and bring clarity to our lives. I've been saying a lot lately. I wrote this in my second book. Clarity can come by adversity or adversity can create clarity. Mm-hmm. And I know it's not easy to see that like when you're in the middle of pain. Sometimes I'm like, okay, I've gotten a lot of clarity, but I still don't get it, right? Like it's still so frustrating. And so, you know, I know in your book, you talk about reframing thoughts from powerlessness to bravery, from fear to love, from failure to growth, like this whole reframing of the mind, kind of what you talked about with the questions earlier from why to what. What does that mean? And why is it important to do to do that when you're feeling stuck and when you feel just kind of trapped in the middle? When you're like, this is not making sense. It's so confusing and I'm just stuck. I love talking about this so much because I think that when we feel stuck, I don't actually think that we're stuck. We've just either forgotten or we're too afraid to move forward. And we've forgotten how to move forward because of this just constant mind loop that we have going on in our mind. Or there's outside circumstances that we feel like are preventing us from moving forward. Sometimes the circumstances, though, do prevent us from moving forward. And so I'll give you an example of us trying to build our family. Mm -hmm. We want to have a baby right now so badly. We wish that our kids were with us so badly, but they are not. So I could stay stuck in that mindset forever, literally forever. I could stay stuck in that mindset. And for a long time, there was a lot of fear in my life surrounding family. Well, what if we get pregnant again and we lose the baby or what, which ended up happening? Or what if this happens and we lose the kids? Like there was a lot of fear. And one day um, I actually was leaving therapy and she told me, she said, Ashley, you've got to let love back into your life. You've got to let love back into your life. And I was like, well, I feel like I do have it, but what does this mean? So I'm I'm driving home from therapy and I'm just feeling a lot of fear about the future of our family. This is right after we lost the older two kids. And I see a little girl crossing the road and she's wearing a backpack and she's just so happy because she's she must have had a really good day at school. And I saw her and she looked a lot like my daughter and I just broke down. Mm-hmm. And the fear of never seeing my daughter again literally just overtook me. Mm-hmm. And I was just sitting there 
And I remembered what my therapist had just said, which was, you've got to allow love back in. And and I asked myself the question, said, what if I'm not actually afraid? What if it's not fear that has overtaken my life? What if there's a different emotion, but I'm just equating it to fear because that's what I have come to know. That's what I've come to feel comfortable living in. So I was asking myself, is this really fear that I'm feeling or could there be a deeper positive emotion that if I can get to the root to, then I can reframe my thoughts and and change my story moving forward. And what I realized was that the deep love that I have for my kids, of course, I don't want to lose them. And so instead of feeling afraid that I'll never see them again, what if instead I could focus on the fact that I love them so much that I want to see them again, that I love them so much that we sacrificed a lot of our lives building our family with them? What if instead the love propelled me forward instead of the fear? Mm -hmm. And so that was one of the first times where I realized that actually behind the fear were some very powerful thoughts that if I could hold on to those thoughts and those feelings, Mm -hmm. then I could get myself unstuck because there's not many places you can move with fear. Mm -hmm. Fear keeps us trapped from trying the next thing or even interviewing for a job that we want to get, but we're afraid we might not be good enough. You know, fear is the thing that just really keeps us stuck. Mm -hmm. But if we can find the underneath emotion, like love, then that can propel us forward. And that changed my life. Mm, That's so powerful to think of it that way. Because you're right. I mean, so much of what you just shared, I mean, when you're feeling this fear of what if it doesn't go right again? Or what if I don't get to see them again? You're so right about the fact that love usually is the root because when you love deeply, you hurt deeply. Right. And so it's almost like a protective mechanism a little bit to, and I think we can so focus on the, what could go wrong or what might be painful in the process and choosing to fixate on love. I mean, they say like, there's that verse that says perfect love casts out fear. Right. And it's like, that's what immediately came to mind when you said that. And I just think that's something that sounds like a really cute, like encouraging soundbite, but you just put like legs to it <laughs> so that it's like, yeah. oh, wow, like completely reframing framing the way that I see fear actually helps melt the fear and replace it with love. And I just, I love that. That's so powerful. And also, I also realized that many of us, the thing that we are afraid of losing the most at the end of the day is love, mm-hmm. is our relationships, is our people. Mm-hmm. But what I have learned is that the thing we're actually afraid of losing, which is love, we can't ever lose Mm. because once we experience it, it is ingrained in us forever and always and nobody and nothing can ever take that away from us no matter what has happened. Mm. And so knowing and giving yourself the freedom and knowing that a lot of times those things that we're afraid of happening can't actually happen because love is ours forever. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of freedom that comes in that. Yeah. Absolutely. So good. I love that way of thinking about it. We were talking a little bit earlier about clarity and how really hard things can create so much clarity in our life. And I think a big part of that is due to the fact that it just strips away a lot of distractions, right? It like forces us to focus on what matters most. It causes us to go through this process of reframing our mind and working through emotions that we otherwise may put off and or otherwise may not just experience at all. And there's a lot of refining that comes to that process. And I know in your book and just in a lot of the work you do, you talk about the idea of clarity mapping. And this is something that's particularly intriguing to me just because I love this kind of concept too. So can you share more about what clarity mapping looks like and how it applies to different areas of your life, like your business or your personal life or this journey with motherhood or all of the above? Yes. So clarity mapping is the process of 
helping my own self get unstuck when I felt like I couldn't even get out of bed. And what kind of just came to me during this time of how to rebuild my life was this process of clarity mapping. Clarity mapping first starts with five questions. And what I love about these questions is I ask myself these questions every single morning to help bring clarity throughout my day. But they also can be used quarterly um, if you're making personal goals for yourself or business goals for yourself. Or they can be used yearly if you're wanting to start a new new year and kind of look at things more overhead on a bigger view. But the questions start from what is my intention today? Like today, what is the thing that I want to focus on? And and then when I do that thing, at the end of the day, I'm going to feel really good about it. So mm-hmm. that can be that could be from wanting to connect more fully with your spouse. And so you say, hey, today I'm going to make lunch for us and surprise my spouse so that we can further con- connect. It can be something that small and simple, or it can be something like, hey, today my intention is to show up at this meeting that I don't want to go to. <laughs> as a big ball of love and make sure that everyone in that meeting feels love for me, even though I wish that I wasn't having to show up there today. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I really, I started really feeling like as I would set an intention that I could focus on, it really helped bring clarity throughout my day because then it helped guide me to know what to focus on. So, mm-hmm. so we can start with that question. And then some of the other questions look like, who can I serve today? What is, who is my work or my personal actions going to serve today? Um, why am I worthy? Why am I worthy of any of this? Because something that I've realized is that a lot of times, I think, especially as women, as we try to find clarity moving forward and we have these dreams and these goals we want in our lives, we sometimes sabotage our own selves because we feel like we're not worthy of those things or that we're not enough or that we're not deserving. And so in finding clarity for my life, it's also become equally as important to really hammer into myself why I'm worthy of it. So those are a few of the questions. So then we're led to clarity mapping. And clarity mapping literally is a tangible, actionable map that I walk you through in my new book called I Am Here. And we take what you want your intention either in your life or in your business or both to be And we create this map around it so that you can choose the top five things that can help you bring that intention to life. And then we look at those top five things and based off of where you think that you can like really just jump right into so that you can feel like you're moving forward in your life. I help you select the top three things that could really bring this intention or this business goal to life and then help you walk through uncovering your own answers so that you know exactly what to do to move forward. Mm. I think a lot of times we look for outside help to tell us what to do. And I'm not talking about hiring a mentor mm. or learning like that. Those are things we need, right? But mm. I think a lot of times we want someone to just fix our problems or someone to fix you know, what's going wrong in our work or in our lives. But What I love about clarity mapping is that it invites you to be the one who either fixes it or who uncovers your own answers by asking you a series of important questions that will help you find clarity in where you're going. Yeah, it's so good. And you're so right because it's such a temptation to look for other people to tell us exactly what to do, right? (laughs) To be like, what do I do now? And I remember actually 
in, in different circumstances in my own life in different times, there's been moments where I catch myself reaching out to others. And I think there's a difference between reaching out for guidance and feedback versus almost like wanting someone to just be like, go here, do this, do that. Right. Yes. Like, and and I think that's just something that other people really can't do. I mean, it actually kind of goes back to what we were talking about with other people's opinions when it comes to how we build our families and these other intimate areas yes. of our life. Like what we're essentially doing when we're looking for others to give us the answer is we're actually missing that really key truth of like the only people who can really know what the right thing is, is ourselves and God when it comes to our family. Right. Yeah. And so, but ironically, I think in other times of our life, when we don't feel clear, when we feel like we're kind of just unstable or unclear of where we're going or what we need to be doing and we're stuck, we begin to like reach out, like you said, to these outward sources. When in reality, it's about looking inward and reflecting a lot and asking some really hard questions. And sometimes, I don't know if you've experienced this, but when I go through this type of process and just have to turn and look inside and be like, wait, what do I actually want? Like, And I think that's a really key question because I don't know if, if you've experienced this, but in my own experience with loss and just being kind of shaken to the core, it's forced me to ask myself the question of what do I actually want and or need in a world that's telling me to want it all, right? Because it can feel like you need to do this and this and this and this, and it can become overwhelming in our brains and in our hearts. And then you go through something like loss or something that really shakes your world and it makes you completely reevaluate everything. And I remember just feeling like, I wish that that was just immediately clear to me, but I had to do a lot of soul scrubbing work and take time to be still in the answers didn't always come the moment I asked them. And I don't know if you ever experienced that where you like you ask the question, but you don't know how to answer it right away. And you actually have to like reflect on that question quite a bit. You have to wrestle with it. You have to kind of play it out a little bit. And I think that's where it gets really frustrating where if we ask a question that we need to be thinking about and answering in our own life that no one else can answer for us, it can be frustrating if that answer doesn't come immediately. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. That's literally the entire reason that I came up with clarity mapping because because we want those answers to come quickly and oftentimes they don't. And then we think something is wrong with us or we start comparing our lives to other women that we see online and we start thinking, well, maybe I should just do what she's doing or my life doesn't look like hers. So then am I doing something wrong? And then more confusion comes and but I think the source of clarity is allowing ourselves, like you said, to do this soul scrubbing work mm-hmm. that most people aren't willing to do because it's really hard at first. Mm-hmm. But that's how we find clarity and freedom in our lives. Yeah. Yeah. But we have to be willing to to do the work and to listen. Yeah. And to be patient with it. And that's the mm-hmm. most frustrating piece because I personally want like the next answer revealed immediately so that something can make sense, right? Like um, ASAP. We want yeah. it to make sense in our minds, especially when something hard happens. It's like we want this closure of, well, mm-hmm. this had to happen. So right. this happy thing could happen. But that's not how life works. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. even when we wanted to, um, being able to sit with that, I think, and not make up our own stories around what's happening mm-hmm. in our lives is when real clarity is allowed to come. Yeah, that's so true. And it's so hard because, I mean, for you and I both being writers and being storytellers, I tend to want to like pencil in the redemption story or the happy ending and like make it make sense before it actually plays out. And yes, oh, I like drive myself crazy doing that. And I have to share this, this realization that I had only because I think this will, I'm sure this is something that you can relate to where as you know, like I mentioned, as writers, as storytellers, as creators, we tend to pencil in these stories. And so I remember in an experience that I had, I had kind of like had this 
I don't know if it was like a vision or if God spoke to me. Like I never really understood was this God? Was this my own thoughts? Did I just make this up in my head because I want it? Like, I don't know. But I had this vision of like how things would be redeemed and like this beautiful, happy ending. And what was so crazy was for a little while there, everything was lining up in such a way that that would have been made possible. Like that vision that I mm-hmm. had would have been made possible. Everything was lining up for that to happen. And then it was like it just got royally blown up. And I remember thinking like, okay, what the heck now? This It, it like only added to my confusion. And a year later now, I was talking with a mentor, a friend, and she pointed out different areas in my life. She like, for one example, being in our marriage, like we've gone through so much healing together in our marriage through our experience with loss and just our life. It was this huge realization that like, wow, like our marriage has grown so strong in a way that I didn't even know possible and just good things have come out of it in our marriage. And she was like, that's a redemption story. And what's so interesting is sometimes we look for something to make sense or for the clarity or the happy ending or the redemption story or or what have you in this one area where the pain hits, but sometimes the pain hits and creates clarity in another area of our life first or creates a healing in another area of our life first. And then, you know, it's like almost like we get so focused on that one area where it hurts that if we're not seeing that get worked out, we think, well, nothing's getting better and we can miss out on like, whoa, I've grown in how I understand my health so much or like, whoa, my marriage has been so healed and strengthened through this or, oh my gosh, this gave me so much clarity in my work and what I'm really called to do with my life, even if this one area of my life over here hasn't been completely resolved yet. Does that make sense? Like, I don't know if you've experienced that too, but I have to imagine that you have. (laughs) Yes, it makes absolute sense. And I think that there's something so beautiful of getting to this point in our lives where we can see how life has played out and, and we know that it's not what we wanted, mm. <laughs> but that we can know, hey, our story's not over yet. And what if there's more? Mm-hmm. What if I what if this part really sucks? And what if my story isn't unfolding how I thought it would? But what if there's more? And mm-hmm. and what if there's more that I could never see or uncover mm-hmm. unless this was happening right now? Yeah. I understand that two thousand percent. And I believe that it's in these moments where we do have a choice of, do we learn how to keep healing forward with our pain Mm -hmm. or are we staying stuck and buried because things didn't turn out how we wanted? And I know that it's hard to make that transition from Mm -hmm. feeling stuck to to acceptance of what is, Mm -hmm. but I also know that's when the clarity and the joy and the love come so deeply that we otherwise wouldn't ever have the opportunity to experience. Yeah, you're so right. It's so true. So good. Okay, last couple questions here. I know the subtitle of your book is From Fear to Freedom. What does that mean to you? I know the so the book for everyone who may have missed it earlier when she mentioned it, Ashley's second book is called I Am Here. It just came out this month, so go get it. And the subtitle is From Fear to Freedom. Can you share what that means to you and why that subtitle? The whole subtitle is the journey from fear to freedom. And what I believe about fear, and I know that we've kind of touched on it during this podcast, but I don't think that we ever reach a point in our lives where we're just not afraid of anything anymore. Mm -hmm. I believe that we can still find freedom even when we're afraid, but that freedom comes from reframing our thoughts, from reimagining what our future can now look like, and then from reclaiming our power. And when we do those three things, the freedom that we have in our lives because we're not allowing fear to just keep us stuck and quiet and afraid of living. 
that's where transformation comes. Something else my therapist taught me that was so amazing is that transformation happens in between no longer and not yet. Mm. And I think that that's where also fear lives. I think that fear lives in in the right in the middle of what once was and what we hope will be. And isn't it so powerful that transformation and fear live in the same area of our lives? So now how do we transition so that instead of feeling fear during that time, we allow ourselves to feel freedom Mm -hmm. so that we can transform into who we are and what we'll be. And um, for me, what fear to freedom means, it means that the word and is really powerful. So I can, I can feel pain and joy. I can feel love and fear. I can feel excitement and triumph and disappointment. So uh, learning and, and really deeply coming to a knowing that just because something hard and bad has happened doesn't mean my entire life is bad. Mm-hmm has led me to a lot more freedom than I used to have. Mm, So good. So powerful. Okay. So where can everyone get the book? (laughs) I know everyone's like on the edge of their seats. Like what, where do I get this? So where can everyone find the book and where can they learn more about you and follow your story? So you can go by, I am here anywhere books are sold. And we're actually doing a really fun thing this month for the month of May. Since the book just came out, anyone who orders it right now, is going to have free access to our book club and we're going through all of it together and providing resources um, to help you on your own journey from fear to freedom. So I'm super excited about that. So go by that wherever books are sold. And then I love our community on Instagram. I just, that's where I love talking to you. So you can come find me over there at Ashley K. Lemieux and come say hi. Awesome. Ash, thanks so much for being on and for sharing your story, not only here, but also everywhere, just so vulnerably. We're so incredibly thankful and you are such a light to so many and have been a huge encouragement and support for me personally. And so I just pray that anybody who's listening, that you just get a little, even just a a glimpse into that and just feel really encouraged as you leave. So Ash, thanks again. It's such a blessing to have you here. Thank you so much for having me. I love you. I'd love to hear from you. It makes me so happy to see you tuning into this show. So if you're on Instagram, let me know what your favorite part of the show was by taking a screenshot of the episode you've tuned into and share it on your story. Tag me at Jordan Lee Dooley and tell me what your favorite quote or takeaway from today's show was so that I can see what's helping you and even feature what you share. This keeps me inspired and encouraged to keep creating new content And it's a great way to share something that your friends might love too. I can't wait to see you in Instagram world, my friend. Thanks for tuning in. To learn more about the She Podcast or to get involved in Jordan's growing community, visit jordanleedooley.com. Thanks for joining in today. Until next time, remain committed to intentional choices that refine your heart, faith, health, and work because your story is much too important to settle for anything less. Sometimes it takes a different approach to help you unlock your true potential. With Capella University's game-changing FlexPath learning format, you gain relevant skills you can apply to your career right away. Earn your degree from an accredited university and be confident in the quality of your education. Imagine your future differently 
at capella.edu. Capella University is accredited by the Higher Learning Commission. Learn more at capella.edu slash accreditation.